Okay, hi guys. So today I am so excited to have a very hip guest, as you can see. <laughs> um, she is a specialist on parenting and relationships. <laughs> so I think this is a very, uh, personally, this has always been a very important subject or interesting subject for me, understanding how your childhood affects your behavior as an adult, how it, it um, shapes how you choose the type of relationships that you have, how you choose the people that you do. <laughs> this is always a question for me, you know, and still is. So I think also it's important to know if we have children for our children, how we might raise them to be better adults um, when they grow up. And yeah, so she's also an author. She founded uh, the Love Institute <laughs> and now the online school for parenting. She's also the mother of a good friend. Yeah. Please welcome Ms. Maribel Genicio. Hi, Tita. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I'd like to uh, help shed light. I like to talk to the these younger people like you especially if you're still single how to get it right yes <laughs> yes for the youngsters and you really look young Tita. look at your i i love the eyeglasses <laughs> if you're if you're happy in love that keeps you young true very important <laughs> okay so let's begin so i i made an introduction i always say that that I like hearing how people introduce themselves. So please introduce yourself, Tita. yourself. <laughs> well, uh, one big reason why um, I'm, I'm this happy, never been so happy, is uh, my marriage to my dear husband for 36 years by November. And, um, you know, we're, he's able to bring out the best in me, and I think I've been able to bring out the best in him. So we're the best of friends. We were friends for six years before we got married. And, uh, well, because also he took medicine, so we had to wait for him to become a doctor. So uh, it's a good thing I followed the advice of my parents, uh, not get married to a medical student. So, uh, yeah, I got married by 27, and that was already late at the time. Today, that is a very um, common, or many get married at that age, or even later on. So, uh, yeah, and of course, my other role as being a parent to three young adults now, and um, I have the job of parenting them, uh, still ongoing, but on a minimal level. So, um, yeah, my dream was actually just to be a full-time mom, believe it or not. And uh, I just took college because I was told to take college. So I took a business course in Ateneo because I like numbers. But um, I, I had difficulty with finance, so I shifted. And I, it's a good thing I had a, a summer job, which exposed me to human resources. Uh, I was with San Miguel for one summer, and I realized I like dealing with people. So um, after college, they took me in again, and so I worked with the human resources for about seven years, while killing time waiting for my husband. See, my context is my husband or my 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 family life uh and uh as soon as i got uh, well got married in 84 and had rough in 86 and i left corporate world because i wanted to be a full-time mom but my husband said science man you have so much talent you do something part-time so i looked for something part-time and i landed in uh, the center for family ministries which was set up a few months after Rafi was born because Stefan set up by Father Tanseco, or he just passed away a few weeks ago, Father Ruben Tanseco, our mentor. He's a Jesuit uh, marriage and family counselor. Um, and it was, it's the first uh, center that really had also the school on family ministry in the Philippines. So I found it exciting. So at 30, with two boys, I took my master's in family ministry at Ateneo, together with my husband, because he was sent by the Philippine General Hospital to be a family doctor with counseling skills, or to teach the other doctors counseling skills. So we had fun being classmates for 
two years or so. And um, but I just said I just do part time because I was really just so crazy about my kids. And uh, my mom, my mom had eight kids, so I didn't like to have eight. I just wanted a few, and um, I thought it was fun. But little did I know that. Um, yeah, I could I could be a part-time mom and uh, have a budding career. And so, 34 years later, how old is Rafi? Yeah, here am I. There's a, <laughs> this career that I never thought I will have, uh, much less write a book. Oh my gosh, I don't like writing a book. But I think what is important there was um, talking about the personal journey. I. I worked on myself early on, as early as 16. Uh, it was not deliberate. My parents exposed me to the parish, our Sacred Heart Parish. So we had very good adult leaders there who, who were on the lookout to you know, build the confidence of the young people. So that was the start of the strengthening and building of my self-confidence. All of us have that issue about, you know, I'm insecure, I'm, I don't feel good about myself. As, in, as teenagers, it's very normal. So, um, yeah, that's a, a brief introduction. Very um, actually inspiring story because I, I, I I mean, it's very nice to hear that, you know, you feel very fulfilled in how your life turned out and, you know, how, how it unfolded. And especially as a mom who chose to take care of the kids, a lot of the moms that I, I know now, at least my age, my generation, a lot of them are struggling, right? I don't know um, why, but there's a thing. <laughs> but yes, um, it's something really we aspire to have, like, Especially now, like my generation, we're so pressured also as women to, to work, right? And even though we want to stay home or there's something about choosing to, to be a mom or raise kids. Right. Um, it's but a... also there at the time. Do you know, when I resigned, I didn't tell anybody in the company because that was already the start in the 80s where women were expected that they could balance work and home, have a full-time job and be able to handle home. And I felt, no, I wanted full-time at home. I never thought of a part-time yet. But, uh, so they were all surprised. I left. Right after giving birth to Raf, I tendered my resignation and, um, you know, decided to do what I, well, just stay at home first. Because um, it's, uh, Nice to just being more relaxed and really enjoying the process of motherhood also. I guess because I had, I was working already for seven years. So kind of tired also and looking forward to this next uh, chapter in my life. So in a sense, I took, uh, I wanted to get married at 21, but the correct partner was not there. I got married at 27. So I had a plan, but you know, that we have, it's good to have a plan. But not all our plans will take place. We have to uh, uh, listen and learn from the older ones about what works and what doesn't work. Let's learn from the mistakes of the older ones. And many told me, don't get married while he's in medical school. And I was offering my husband, see, I'm working. I'll be the breadwinner. It's all right if you'll be studying as long as you know we get married, uh, even if you're in med school. Oh, my God. It's a good thing he said. That's a good idea, but no thank you. <laughs> but we did get married, middle of internship. He was still not a doctor, but all his academics were all done. So we had, we had, we had time already for each other um, at the time. So timing is very important in knowing what stage each one is in uh, to make certain decisions, especially these major decisions of uh, getting married. You know, getting into a job is easy. You can get out anytime and can go back. Yeah. So, but getting married, uh, you, you don't want you don't want a uh, take two. You want it. You want to get it right from the beginning because the pains and the difficulties are just uh, awesome. It's 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 something we can avoid if we get ourselves more informed. 
especially if you have children, right? If you got children, it would be it would be very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Sharing Tita. I I go. In the context of this, uh, you know, the mental health thing, uh, how do you see health? How do you define health physically, mentally, and spiritually? Right. They all have to go together. They're all integrated. Um, you know, there are uh, people who do a lot of physical. Physical. Um, the physical part is very important. My family did not well, did not espouse that as much, but good thing my kids are more physically active. Um, but we, we need to balance all those. They're very important. Um, we need, the, especially the area of spiritual and emotional, I think is, uh, needs more, a little more push these days. Uh, I think the physical has already gone to a level of wellness, all right? So we need to do the same level of wellness in our emotional state and also our spiritual life because they are all integrated to make us really a happier person. At the end of the day, we want to be a happy person. Uh, that's the goal there. If our parents did not help us, there are many opportunities now to work at it as adults. This is true. And, and especially like, you know, things like this, people get to talk more and we get to travel, learn from different um, teachers around around the world. Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Travel is something interesting, can be a learning experience. But I think we have to uh, let people know Hey, look at this one, five areas, and make sure that you balance all of this. Uh, because you have too much of one, and the others are not developed. Then there's, that, there's, there could be a feeling of vacuum. There's a vacuum. Like, you know, you could have a, a great job. You can look so beautiful, sexy, and, you know, attractive. But if your emotional health was not attended to, and you had, all of us have hurts and pains from our childhood. No one is spared from that. My parents' marriage was a great one. But see, I had a sibling who was bullying me. So it still affected my self-worth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are stories of that sort in, in, all, in all families. So we want to take a look. What is it that hurt you or what were negative memories in your growing up years? When you're ready, you want to talk about it and uh, work at it because it's going to affect your life, whether you stay single, and especially if you get married, it's going to be, it's a source of many marital issues. Our emotional hurts and pains of our childhood. This is only, like personally, this is also something that I just, you know, I'm starting to learn after all the pains that I, that we have gone through, right? And so in connection to this, uh, about your specialization, so why did you choose uh, parenting and relationships as you are yeah well I I really didn't choose but I guess at the time I was in in CEFAM I had two kids and my colleague Lisi Ann who's a psychologist was still single then so Father Ruben Tanseco said get Maribel she has two boys at least she can help you in the storytelling about being a mother you know being a parent and of course, I like the idea because it gave me more tools to be a really uh, effective uh, parent. And that's when I realized, oh my God, I took the course when Rafael was two years old, four <laughs> Friday sessions of three hours each. Okay? Alicia and brought the program to the Philippines. And, you know, I realized there were many things I was doing, uh, not doing, uh, uh, there were wrong things I was doing the way I was bringing up Raph. And it's good thing David was just a few months old. But as we say, you have the first six years, the some will say 10. Me, I'll say, you want to do things right in the first five years. As an author would say, kindergarten is too late. Uh, really, before they go to the kindergarten, the, the personality of the child is there. Your, parent, your parenting influence is already there. What happens actually in the first six years, as a author Harville Hendricks would say, first six years. Was so, it, um, is there a, some, something I, technical about this, Tita? Like something technical, like about why why is it the first uh, six or seven years of a person's life that's very critical? 
the formative part of the formative years and it's the first six years like the first few years if we'll follow like ericsson it's about being able to trust especially trust and feel secure in the environment mm -hmm. and it's the parents who and the parents there are caregivers who can handle that but you know the child will always look for their papa or their mama if the parent is a single parent actually we need at least one parent the mama or the papa now if both are not there then that is an added question the child will have later on if it was lolo or lola who brought them up because papa and mama are not available or for whatever reason you know it is innate in a child to look for the parent and it's 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 part of the desire of the child to feel um, they belong to somebody and they are loved by somebody because when they don't belong somewhere then that also affects them why i'm not lovable am i not a nice person or cute so it affects the self-worth and the perception of the child about himself okay and um that's why if you see you know the, the window looks rather small six years and uh can we repair this of course we can repair at any time but you know for, for your young, for your generation, why repair? Let's do it the right way. Because um, repair is very costly. And sometimes repair, uh, we don't know how much energy and time. And nowadays when people come to me for repair, ang tagal naman, ang mahal naman, you know? And I said, well, you know, 10 sessions with your child versus what? The six years that you were supposed to form them properly. And if you took the parenting course, and this is an interesting one, our school for parents, we'll have season three by October 26th. There are parents now, like, not parents, participants, not yet married. Participants just got married. Participants pregnant. Participants who have kids below 10, and participants who have children above 20. So they come from a wide range and at any age you can fix definitely you can fix but you can sense and i you know my heart goes out when i hear parents especially during this pandemic my gosh teenagers who will quarantine also in their room they don't like to be with their parents because there's been attention already before the pandemic and of course my god i'm now in the house with my parents are you joking me <laughs> so, i'll just stay in my room <laughs> so if parents only knew or learned how to be a parent before they gave birth to these children, it, it's big help. You know, I remember Rafael, he's a, changing the diaper, very active. He's kept moving and moving. A parent who didn't get training, what will they do? They spank the child. Hey, ang gulo -gulo mo, likot -likot mo. you're hurting the child. And uh, it's a good thing I had the skill. I said, Raf, you know, I know you want to play. Of course, he was not yet talking. I was just talking to him. You want to play? But I need your cooperation. Just give me uh, 10 seconds. I'll just fix the diaper. We'll be okay. Then we can read and we can run. Fast forward. He is a very sporty kid. So he kept moving and moving. Unlike my second son, who was so behaved because he's more of the, you know, reading, the academician. He likes singing, songwriting. He's not physically active, okay? So it's, as a parent, you have these things about the different intelligences of the child and why they behave such or how to even just listen to them or, or talk to them and say, um, I, need, I need you to eat at least two spoons full of uh, this rice meal. Then I'll give you your meal. Rather than scream and shout, which will affect the self-worth of the child. Maybe, Tita, because also the parents were raised that way, you know, they, they're really not aware how it affected them and how they're passing it on to, to their relationships and how they're raising their own kids, right? So how, how do you think? Yeah, if you don't study, you will just repeat history. And that's what the marriage and family experts say. Our tendency is to repeat history, the good and the bad. But the bad, we have to stop it. And how do we stop that? By education. We need to study. And um, because 
many parents did not study. Thank God my parents studied in the 60s. So there were people already even in the 60s because they had the difficulty, difficult time with my eldest brother. Pinalo. Buti na lang ako, I'm number three. Hindi na ako napalo. I was never spanked. But I hear many in my generation are still spanked. And spanking has a negative effect. I know the parents want to correct, but there are many ways of correcting without physically hurting or verbally hurting the child. I think also because also I talk to different people, um, you know, from different cultures, they really have a different way of raising children. <laughs> like, like the Chinese would have a different way, Western people would have a different way, Filipinos would have a different way of raising um, kids. So in some cultures, like, like, um, a loving toughness, parang ganun. <laughs> like the spanking, but at the same time showing love, you know, they, they, it's a very complicated thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But I was fortunate uh, in 2000, uh, one of the things I, I did after I left uh, CEFA, being CEFA for 15 years, I was fortunate to meet Dr. Queen Eli Chua and we made a Philippine study on the parents' best practices. So we went to, uh, we had the Ateneo uh, parents for the private school. Mm -hmm. So out of the 100 items, we have the 10 items, which is basically the content of the school for parents. We also did a public school study because we were challenged by our audience. Hey, that's only for the elite or for the private. But lo and behold, the results of the public school were the same as the private school, which really means it's not about how much money you have. It's really how the parent handles the children. The basic principles in parenting of A, giving attention, B, building the self-worth, C, communicating, that means listen and speak properly, D, discipline with love, no spanking, there are house rules, there are limitations, yes. And E, is the enhancing the couple relationship of the parents if you're a single parent enhancing your individual relationship and that's what the study says um so we did three studies already with dr queen ali chua and if you look at western studies there are a lot of similarities but we're happy we have this philippine uh, study also yeah. what is it in particular like is there a special characteristic of sort of philippine parenting that's that's just particular to us Filipinos. <laughs> not really. Well, you know, it's not so much as the Philippine parenting. It is the parenting culture in your family. Each family has a family culture, and that is the one that usually has a positive or negative effect. Like if there's a family culture of let's let's travel or let's learn, or there's a family culture of let's spank to correct them or we will shout to, you know, because yeah. what is, they say the dominant Filipino culture, the hospitality. But again, not all families are hospitable, di ba? <laughs> or they'll say there are, maybe the, the certain warmth or they, well, there's studies that show uh, we were top 10 in the happy, in the happy, uh, what you call that, index. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, uh, a number of, Filipino families are still autocratic, are very, and being autocratic means I'm the boss, I dictate, sasabihin ko sa'yo kung dapat mong gawin, you just follow me. And that's not helping the, the, the child to think for themselves or to empower them, okay? And so that's what we've been doing, I've been doing this past 20 plus years, how to teach parents to empower their children to think for themselves and not to be, uh, the help of their parent, which they would mention about the Chinese or the tiger mom, where they control. So we have this tiger mom also here in the Philippines, or the helicopter parent also here. And we have also yung bahala na parent. It's up to you, you know, anywhere and everywhere. It's, uh, so, um, but I think it's more of, take a look, what are the values that you learned in your family that are good? Then keep it. But those that are not helping you, Let's remove them already. Let's change it. <laughs> you know, um, whether the Philippine culture will agree or not, because I, I, I think in most families, you know, in the end is, am I happy? Am I confident? And am I empowered to be able to achieve my dream and, you know, be my own, be, be the best person? I think that's 
supposed to be the goal that bring out the best in each one. Okay. I, I so I don't know if I mean <laughs> this is just uh, something I observed yeah. in our generation. Um how how kids were raised and this is probably one of the reasons why I I I'm also single. <laughs> just kidding. Or a lot of you know the women in my yeah. age also yeah. we still have time, plenty of time. <laughs> but um there are I see a trend that a lot of kids my age, uh, adults my age, you know, have a problem with facing like difficult situations because maybe also the parents at that time gave them everything or I don't know if you see this again but but the, the resilience I don't know if it's there pretty low in many because in my generation we come from families that are big families six eight of us so our parents naturally say they cannot handle everybody so parang bahala ka. so in the bahala ka, in that certain sense for some they were able to find their place. For the others, they got lost, you know? Because really, there's some children who need to be handheld, but there's some, you let them go. But, you know, uh, your generation, the number of children has been like average of three or sometimes two. So there could be, there's been a, you know, it's one from wala masyadong attention to now sobrang attention. While you're eating, I don't know how, when you were young, how many were watching you? Was there Lolo, Lola, was there Yaya, was there, you know? The Yaya, and they wouldn't let me leave the table until I finish. So, mga two hours on the table. <laughs> and then they will dictate, kailangan ubusin mo yan. They don't ask you, how much do you want to eat? How much food, you know, uh, will be put on your plate? They dictate. So, there's a lot of dictating. With this, the number of families, in those families that are smaller, uh, in their desire to give the attention, sometimes they are smothering already the child. They're not giving the child that empowering feeling, but they are dictating. And they say, Tinuturoan ko naman eh. Yeah, but you know, it's, pagtuturo has a combination of asking versus telling. When you tell, and you cannot even listen to them because you think they're the boss, then you're an autocratic parent. But we want you to be a democratic parent you're there to guide, but not to dictate. You can offer a choice, A or B. So even with the choice, the child is able to sing. But those who brought, were brought up in the autocratic, they don't know how to sing. And they're not resilient because they don't know what to do. Ooh, I think this is something we should, you know, like you said, be more aware now, like, like people, especially my age, who are building a family. <laughs> so, right. And that's why... Part of the journey, so I'm into parenting and marriage preparation and handling many marital couples uh, throughout these years, I realized that um, working on the self, we call it the intrapersonal journey, you know, which I went through when I started at age 16 and it took me almost about up to age 25 to really be more settled. And really, we get more settled at age 25 because also our frontal uh, part of the brain that I think the neocortex or also literally develops by age 25 is fully developed so that's why marrying age is encouraged after age 25 better from late 20s so that you get more settled with yourself also and you have time to to know yourself more build that self-worth because marriage or being in a committed relationship requires two emotionally stable people it cannot be only one, and then one will get energy from the... You're going to drain this person. It has to be both emotionally, mentally healthy uh, individuals. To, and that is where we need to work on, especially if you were you know, uh, brought up being smothered, then suddenly you're married, there's so many responsibilities. You, know, you can really get lost, literally get lost. Um, and so we need to rewire, <laughs> rewire people in their way of thinking. If, it just, if that's what the parent did, then, and that was their, I'm sure they did their best and they really love you. And um, only, 
you know, parents don't get as much uh, education. They think parenting is is easy, just and staying. You know, this this is the thought. Two areas in life that they, people think are easy: parenting and staying married. <laughs> what education do you get before getting married? Up to today, there are groups that say two hours is enough. Two hours? What do you get in two hours? And my clients whom I meet one-on-one, -on -one, there's some who come to me one-on-one. -on -one. We have five sessions of three hours each. Some we go more to seven or eight because they want to handle the intrapersonal also in a greater detail. Actually, there are, if I put them together, four weekends to prepare for marriage. And what is four weekends? It's not four years of college. It's just four weekends to give you that information so that you know where the pieces of the puzzle will fit so that you're not going to do, there's less trial and error. Then of course you need to go for marriage maintenance because the budgeting, like money, many people, uh, I said, I mentioned to that, put your money together when you get married, but still many don't do that. Then later that's a problem. Okay, you want to do it separate and for whatever reason, kasi baka magkiwalay kami or what, I said. Anyway, so I say, so there's need for maintenance for reminders of how to go um, about this. And I'm glad my husband and I just had also a marriage support group throughout, actually even before we got married, we were already attending. So we learned from the mistakes of the other couples as well. And it's a good support group for us um, to meet up, you know, and we talk to each other every week there are times almost three times a week because there's so much that um, we need to learn about um, about relationship that's not yet about parenting it's still a ball game altogether so and they they you know it's a journey that moves on there's no there's no day off well you can ask for a day off from your spouse or from your from your children <laughs> but you know the, the, the clock is ticking. It's so, it's huh? <laughs> it's a it's a path that you can't take back, right? You can't you can't back out from when when you, you can go to yoga for a while for a breather. Yes, <laughs> you know, and then you have to get yourself equipped with what information that you need to really enjoy these two more and make it more of a joyful experience rather than a problematic one that's why people want to stay in the workplace because we are trained to do our work we are not trained to take care of our marriage we are not trained to be parents so it's naturally easier to just say oh i'm busy at work anyway i'm going to make money for the family sayang they're they're missing out on this joy of parenting and the joy of a happy marriage which so the joy of a career is there also the three these are three big aspects that you can have I look forward. Now I, I really want to experience the joy of having a family, maybe in time. <laughs> but I, I, I was I was um thinking when you were talking, I, I we mentioned that we both knew Nick Daes, right? I was talking to him the other day and and we were talking about you know being raised in a like Disney fairy tale generation. So we had this expectation of like Maybe that's why people think you only need four minutes to know someone and then you can get married, right? So because we have this, this idealistic, parang it's the end. It's the end and you're set for life. But actually, it's not. So it's a very interesting... We have a three-unit course in third-year college. It's still there. Marriage and sacrament. But for me, it's more about the sacrament than marriage. And that's why... The first book I co-authored is about uh, I've been dating because Rafael and David were in college at the time. I said, what guideline should I come up with? And um, my thesis was about marriage preparation, but they're not yet there. So I had to make something about single professionals. So for your age group now. So chapter one, am I marriage material? Okay, because we're always looking for Mr. Right or Miss Right, but am I right? Okay, so chapter two is are we marriage material? And then we move on with are we truly in love? Why is sex safe for marriage? And importance of spirituality in, uh, in marriage and then the 
the myths about marriage. So we, we need to know these things that people say, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn in this little book. It's called, I've been dating now, what? For single professionals to save you a lot of heartaches if you want. And uh, that was 2007. And uh, my daughter, who Jika was a teenager at about that time, she said, mom, how about me? What book do I have? I, I cannot read that dating book. So you make something for teenagers. So I was forced to make a teen crush book, which was really cute, good. Talaga. I made a teen crush. So what's a crush? When's the right time to... Uh, what if your crush uh, doesn't like you? Ouch, diba? So I mentioned already about building your self-worth. Or sometimes uh, somebody has a crush on you, but you don't like them. Naman. So how will you turn them down naman properly? Diba? And what if we like each other? Oh my God, diba? <laughs> so it's so, so cute. I mean, it's also so interesting that you really took on from your own experience, you know, when you make your own work because it really comes from there. Like from Raph, you made a book. And from your daughter, you made another book. Yeah. So together with that teen crush, I said, I might as well make the book of thinking of marriage for the marriage preparation. Because Sila Raph were already like, siguro. By the time I came up with that book, I think they were done now with Chalish. I said, oh, where's the next book? <laughs> so, I have that thinking of marriage now. My husband and I put it together, uh, both the team crush and the thinking of marriage. And not realizing, thinking of marriage, I, was, I put that title because I don't like uh, a title of uh, engaged to be married because people will not touch that. No, no, I'm not engaged. People like you should be thinking of marriage already and read that book for the next three years. Make it like a or two-year course or something. Because there's so many questions that you have to answer also. Um, so, uh, but I realized many of my married couples, especially because they, their marriage preparation is very inadequate, they have to answer everything here in the thinking of marriage also. So it's now useful for both couples thinking of getting married and couples who are married. So back subject, diba, for the married. Yeah. May nalimutan sila. At least. Marami. Marami nalimutan. Marami nalimutan. They did. It's like baking a cake and you lack so many ingredients. Or like we say, marriage is like a dance. It's a certain dance like swing or tango that has specific steps. If you don't know the steps of swing, you got to, it's not going to be swing. It might be musky pups. But, you know, it has a certain beauty to it that you have to know the steps. Otherwise, you step on your partner. Mm. Step on each other. Okay. Yeah. So how, um, in the context of the pandemic, like you mentioned, you know, how, how uh, we, in terms of how we relate to each other, and now that, you know, we find ourselves stuck, I mean, now we're able to go out, but we found ourselves kind of, stuck in one place with people like maybe our families or our boy or boyfriends or even apart. So how do we manage relationships in, in this time, in yeah. this difficult time? Well, first of all, you have to make an assessment. Is your relationship healthy or unhealthy pre-COVID? Because COVID just aggravated it. If it was unhealthy, well, if there were difficulties, there was tension that you were ignoring, we could ignore them before. Because we go to work, we go to school, you know, get out of the house lang and come home to sleep. So, but now the COVID really forced the issue on so many. That's why in some countries, diba, and here, I've had couples already, ay maghihiwalay na lang kami na after this pandemic. You know, they're on for separation. and Because the relationship was unhealthy to begin with. But those who are healthy... See, we prepared couples for marriage and we, February, we had this group of 30 that we prepared. We prepared every month. So, and we have a young couples group for about one, two years married. Oh my gosh, you're such having fun. It's like an extended honeymoon because now they have the skills and the knowledge. And so they're having fun that they're at home. But those who are, who got married for the wrong reason or in a relationship for the wrong reason or they are in a bind, then it really became difficult. Um, then, what do they need to do? Of course, to get help. That's why I've been so busy. 
Are you busy now, Tita? Did you become busier now during oh, this? Busy. <laughs> I haven't had the chance. It's already October. I haven't had the chance to fix my cabinets. My friends have been fixing up their houses, their cabinets, or baking. Well, I'm going to attempt to bake later on. I don't know if I can. But I, I'm all right. Even it's it's all right because this gave us the opportunity really to let people know. Let's work on that relationship. Parent, child, parent, teenager. As I mentioned a while ago, teenagers, we have many, even young adults, you know, because if the parents continually dictate on their young adults and these young adults are seeing professions like you feel that, my gosh, why is my mom still telling me what to do and all that? And, you know, wear that mask, do not go out. They, they, they feel that their, their independence is, is getting affected. So I've had some, I said, can you find a place where you can stay by yourself and stay away first to, to kind of manage the tension in the house? Because there are parents who don't realize that their children have grown up and that they can do things on their own, okay? And those who are apart, if it's a good relationship, then it's kind of sad. Then you use technology to connect. But there's some who are just happy to be apart. <laughs> Thank God they got locked down in the right place. But some are unfortunate to be locked down in the wrong place. So it's, uh, it's again going back to uh, what is your issue with that parent? Or how come that's an issue? Can we talk about it? And many don't know how to talk or listen to each other. That's why they need a mediator, a coach like us to help them out and get the conversation going. Um, I had to, I had to uh, coach a lot of parents just leave them alone. Kung naririnig mong merong kalampag dyan sa kwarto niya, he's still alive. Okay na yun. Don't anymore ask, how are you? And he, he's already hiding. You don't want him to leave your house. Because the next one, if you really will corner your, your teenager or your young adult, they will leave the house. And that's going to be more worrisome for you. <laughs> It's hard. Never mind eat. Never mind if they're not going to die. They will look for food. Just leave food out there and just, you know. <laughs> and you don't want to, to rock the boat too much. It's not the right time to rock the boat. But yes, there are a number who got help, man. So we were able to uh, work it out. Uh, Very interesting, Tita, because in, in a small space, diba, you have to find not just the physical boundary, but also yung boundary in your relationship na now you really have to face it because you're so close proxi in proximity or you're far. So, Well, I, I tell them, it should not be 24-7. Yes, 24-7, you're in the, same, in the same house, the same condo, the same... But look for your own space there. Still work out a schedule that you are, you need time apart from each other. I love my dear husband, but uh, he has his office downstairs and I have my office here upstairs and we see each other for breakfast, for lunch. In between, I go in there and, you know, we still need space. And I mean, I have to let him do his uh, work and he let me do my work. But we're mindful of when we will also make time as a couple, as a family, you know, uh, uh, that we look forward to. But if your kids don't look forward to that, then you want to ask yourself, how come? Maybe you are, you know, too anxious as a parent or maybe you are, again, dictating too much and now they cannot escape the home, you know? So, um, so I'm just so happy this School for Parents came, was born actually during the pandemic times. See? <laughs> and we just used technology. So there are three of us that we, uh, we were we, in the video, three uh, parenting experts in the video, and together with a new Bold University, Ralph Leifel, who's a marketing person, helped us put this together. And the parents are just so uh, happy. In eight weeks, they've improved. Uh, enhance their knowledge and enhance this, the relationship also with their children. And we added also a part there about the marriage because marriage and parenting have to go together. If the parents are not happy as a couple, then the home environment, parenting skills uh, will be difficult uh, as well. So see, all these things are all integrated, just like you say, the physical, mental, emotional. 
the person, your Maribel, a person in relationship to Alan, then, you know, Alan, Maribel, relationship to Rafdav and Jika. So there are many dynamics. We call it the subsystems, that we all have to be healthy in the subsystem and make time uh, for that. And so your work there in terms of the uh, physical and in the meditative and the spiritual are important to have a happy person, you know. So uh, we have to let them know that, yeah, these are different facets that have to be uh, taken care of. I think this is also the best time because, like, there's not a lot of demand, I guess, from work. I mean, that's very unfortunate, for example, that, you know, a lot of people are not working as much. But now they have to, they, they have more time to address these home issues, their, their relationships, you know, build it up, uh, pay more attention to it. That's why maybe a lot of people are also <laughs> coming to you now and, and facing it. Yeah, yes and no. Some are busier because the offices are more demanding also. But I think the relationship uh, becomes uh, palpable because there is no physical escape. <laughs> I mean, you know, the person might say, will we have dinner together? You cannot say no because I'll come home late. Hey, you're there. Eh? Can't you work out your schedule that we will have at least dinner together? <laughs> so... Uh, it, 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 it's more it's more that the uh, the work for both is still there but again do I want to meet up with this person in the house <laughs> mm. or, and if, if you say no then of course that's already a problem am I happy with this person it could be your sibling could be it could be somebody uh, uh, you know maybe even the driver or the helper or somebody or maybe even some neighbors you know <laughs> in the neighborhood in, in some neighbor in our neighborhood, well, I, I got to meet my neighbors. <laughs> so it's just positive. So th there are opportunities. There's a good stuff, and let's focus on the good stuff. But there are areas that we need to repair and fix. Um, and and like in a, any relation, in marriage, uh, experts say couples take about seven years before they will get help. You know, seven years is a huge wound already, <laughs> or even for yourself. Don't wait for your midlife crisis for your mid thirties to come, or because midlife crisis starts in the thirty-five or the forties to fix yourself. Because that's what midlife crisis is all about. You look back and say, "Wait, this is all to life. Why there's something I'm not happy about this or that?" So, so right after college, it will be good to focus a man on how to live life. So I, I sent my kids to all the personal growth seminars uh, my colleagues uh, set up. And uh, some of them attended twice already. Because really, I mean, me now at 63, how many weekend personal growth seminars did I attend? About 20 already, maybe more. Wow. There, and I came from a happy marriage with my parents already. But we have little issues here and there that effects and the coming together of Alan and I there are things that I grew up with that are good by myself but to, with Alan cannot work I have to change it and so with him he has to change it all right we cannot say this is how I was this was how I was raised this is the culture in my family no we have to flex it and adjust it that meets the need of both husband and wife even with my kids now, they say, Mom, but it's how we had it. Mom, no! <laughs> so, <from> the... <laughs> the subject of parenting, Tita, in relation, in connection to this, I mentioned that I, I have students who are, you know, um, yes. moms. Yeah, moms. Young moms. So how, how uh, what should they pay attention to now as, as you know, uh, moms raising children? It's good. They, they're making time for self-care. And I'm sure they're so happy when they're with you because they're away from their kids. But see, if you are not happy and you don't know how to handle your kids, please get help. Because it's just going to get worse. You know? Uh, there are stages, they say, the stage two-year-old of uh, <clears throat> the kids saying no. Then you have to learn how to handle the no stage. And how about the age of four or five? They have so many questions. Parents say, 
Mommy Anna, Mommy Anna, don't bother me, don't bother me. Yes, you have work, but you're shutting them off also. And then when they're teenagers, you say, oh, talk to me, talk to me. They don't want anymore. They've had it. So, but parents, you have to know the ABCs of parenting. That was five I gave you a while ago. Actually, we have already 10 uh, ingredients there. That, um, to make it a joyful one. Because they say it's the most difficult job. Any job is difficult if you don't get training. What? I mean, I mean, just to manicure our nails, we need practice too. I'm sure many are doing it at home, <laughs> home manicure now. Yeah. I mean, if you really don't know and practice, but over time you will get it, you know? <laughs> uh, And learn maybe some tricks of, I don't know. But in parenting, there are many tricks also that you can learn. We'll give you a bag full of tricks on how to handle this makulit or withdrawn. You know, parents have problems with a withdrawn child or a very noisy child because each child is different. But we need to know their strengths and work at that. And their weaknesses, it's our role to fix it. See, they don't have now school, which is good. They don't have the teacher physically anymore. So the parent is now a parent and a teacher. And that's why the load is double now in the sense because school will not really fix the character of our children. That's our role as parents. School is there for academics. And I hope parents, please, your children, don't look at the grades anymore now, not during this pandemic. <laughs> Just use school as a distraction or another activity for the kids. At least there's somebody else going to. And whatever they learn, so be it. You don't want them to be angry and after six months or one year, they say, I don't like to go to school anymore. <laughs> They're so angry now with you. <laughs> I think that's very important. Like really, um, uh, my friend Ellen, who's also, I interviewed her, you know, the other time and she did the program that I did in Bali. And she's, she's a mom now. And she always says that the difference between when she, before she got the treatment, she had depression, PTSD, and now was that she, she's a happier mom. So, she, so now she wants to be a full-time mom. So she always says that um, for me, it, it's not necessary to be a perfect mom, but, but a happy mom. <laughs> mom, but a happy mom who is informed on how to really raise this child. Because the desire of many moms there is to be the best mom, to yeah. be the best dad. I mean, you know, there are many dads already now. Oh, they're really amazing. How do you want to get involved? But see, just like in anything in life, there is a system to enjoying parenting uh, and the system to enjoying your partner if you are in a relationship as well. So I hope they uh, people get help here and thank you this is an opportunity to let people know hey let's learn more about the other facets of our persona you know the emotional the psychological uh, uh, our orientation that i studied in sefa was a psycho-spiritual approach because some people will pray naman and say god help me god help me with my kids but god will help you if you help yourself also <laughs> So you need to, well, when I'm going to God, no, we passed on all the work there, but the, uh, the joy of parenting is there for everybody. And the joy of a, a great, a phenomenal relationship, a phenomenal marriage is there for you, Sam. I look and, forward and I feel like, you know, I've matured enough to, to know what I want, I hope, and I just do my best <laughs> and like you said be be the the right person whoever it is whether it's just by myself or for my family but i think it's whether we're married or we have kids or we're single i think that's the healthiest way especially now <laughs> so this this it's so it's been so helpful tita and always a really important topic for me <laughs> So if, if, if for our, our audience, you know, do you have a simple technique or simple like uh, exercise or technique if they're going through some rough patch in a relationship um, or with their children, for example? Like simple, what, what do you usually go to as a practice? 
rest first. Go first to your quiet corner so that you, um, you know, uh, expend all that negative energy first or go to yoga or do meditation to pause because you don't like to say something that you're going to regret later on. And, and then write down first what you want to say and ask somebody, is this a positive line? Because we can give negative feedback in a positive way. By, we have the formula, we call it the I message. So for instance, uh, a child, you know, leaves the toys messed around. Hoy, ang kalat mo, ano ba? You know, you're so makalat. You're, you're making my life difficult, so you're blaming, you're blaming. Okay, raising your voice. But the I message is, you know, I know you like your toys. I know you're having fun. But I am very upset or I am bothered that the toys are lying around because I'm worried that I might step on them or somebody step on them and they'll be broken and um, you'll have less toys to, to play with. But mommy, mommy, you're going to buy me new toys. I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy you new toys. Those are the toys. So let's clean it up or put them in a box. Let's fix them there so that you can have your toys. How can you talk in a friendly tone the way we talk to our good friends? But we talk in a put-down way many times to our children or our spouse. Okay? And it's because we have negative energy or we're angry or we have pent-up emotions there. That's why we need to unload that, whether physically or through talk therapy, be able to uh, understand. And all of us go through that. Very powerful to have your own space to process, you know, before you, you project your <laughs> emotion. Diba? This is that yeah. they really deserve. I'm also guilty of this sometimes. So I it's it's a something that a lot of us really have to work on. Pandemic <laughs> is like a big pause for us, but we don't know what to do with the pause. It's it's going haywire. So go to a further pause in your corner in your house or your room to just quiet down because you know naman what are things that are irritating or upsetting you eh? then write it down na and get look for somebody you can talk to your best friend your nino your nina I know. look for someone if not a professional to uh, to help you out okay Lupita, thank you so much um i learned a lot again and it was very engaging and i didn't notice the time <laughs> so long <laughs> how how can people reach you i'm sure they, they want to learn more because this is such, for me, really an engaging topic, right? It, it was uh, super ending for me. So how can they reach you if they want to get in touch? We have our Facebook, uh, the Love Institute, and they can sign up whether, oh, there are many now also calling us for marriage preparation. They can get married again now, these couples. <laughs> so, um, or for parents, they'll just mention what is it that they need. Uh, is it parenting? Is it marriage preparation or marriage enhancement or marital repair? Uh, and then, of course, our school for parents, they can uh, sign up in the New Bold University Facebook or they can inquire from our uh, Facebook also and uh, or, or text the number of 0917-592-7700. Seven seven three five. That's our office uh, cell phone. But through the Facebook, the Love Institute, then we will respond to your concerns there, uh, and what and how to go about your concerns. We don't do. Uh, there's some who say, "Can we chat now?" I said it has to be by appointment. And <laughs> you can just send a message. <laughs> They think that we will just chat now. We have to schedule our chat. And uh, yeah, we have a fee we uh, charge for the for the chat to help you feel better or be aware of what's going on with you. Yes. I put all that down and, and so they can also just read it and, and go back to it when they want. So that's Nikita. I leave you to your day, but thank you so much. It's been so engaging and helpful. Um, uh, help a lot of people through this uh, be more aware uh, so all the singles out there <laughs> out there those who are married there's so many more married there already helping the married 
but uh, I guess my expertise is dealing with the single. I've learned from all the married couples, so I'm, you know, helping you see. It. Let's learn from the mistakes of the older ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tita. Thank you so much for your time. Your day. Okay, Thank you. Uh, so. Much.